0: welcome to another episode of the work life podcast to find out more about the work life hub and to listen to other episodes please go to www.worklifehub.com
1: welcome to another episode of the work life hub podcast i am your host agnes Uheretsky. if this is the first time that you are tuning in Let me just say a few words about this podcast. We speak to authors, researchers, business thought leaders, for them to share their knowledge and insight on work-life balance, leadership, culture change and organizational development. In our work at the Work Life Hub, we help companies reform their workplace to create a culture that embraces diversity and work-life balance. We are passionate about building vibrant and engaging workplaces that are great for employees and customers. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can do this via Twitter, at WorkLifeHub, on our LinkedIn page, or on our website. We're always happy to hear how you like the podcast, or any other ideas that you would like to share with us. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the listeners of the WorkLife Podcast. This is your host, Agnes, and I'm very excited and really honored to be joined by Samantha Edis tonight. Um, she's joining us from the U.S. Hi, Sam. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Um, we're very excited to have you and, and for, uh, to introduce you to the listeners who may uh, not or wouldn't be so familiar with your work. Samantha Edis is a work life wellness and parenting expert. She has worked with CEOs, with celebrities, and professionals who aim to perform at the highest levels in their professional and personal lives and helps them really craft their careers and and lives that they would want. She earned her degree and her MBA from Harvard University. And we will be speaking about a number of issues as well as her latest, her fifth book. Before we get going, um, may I just ask you, Sam, to tell listeners a little bit about your journey and and, and how you got to where you're now, How what motivates you, what are your drivers?
0: I've always been inspired by strong women, and I really uh, hope to create, you know, a, a strong girls in my daughters and also to influence women in the world. And one of the ways that I've always sort of seen the lens of my own work is just through having as much impact as possible on the greatest number of women and girls. And I've noticed that even just one woman in a corporation or one woman entrepreneur or one woman Olympic athlete can inspire an entire, you know, large, large group of young women behind her.
1: That's, that's so true. And what it is that you do, would you mind just explaining a little bit to listeners?
0: Sure. Well, I help women, career women. You know, it could be anyone from a dental hygienist to a CEO. I help women with their work-life management skills. So I believe after, you know, working with thousands of women, I I know that there are a certain set of techniques and um, practical measures you can take to make your life run more smoothly so that you can reach your potential professionally and personally. And so I work with women through my radio show, through my public speaking and appearances, um, through television and through writing in helping them figure out the best lifestyles possible, the lifestyle techniques possible to, you know, reach their potential and achieve their goals.
1: Wonderful. I'm sure that our listeners are all buzzing to get, you know, their hands on these ideas. Um, So uh, maybe we go now to... Your new book, Um, you have a book, your fifth book coming out in September 2016.
0: Yep, it's called The Pie Life, yes. The Pie Life, a woman's recipe for success and satisfaction.
1: So tell us a little bit, what motivated you to write this book?
0: Well, I felt like there was no one comprehensive place that you could get the lifestyle advice you needed to manage your life professionally and personally. And I found that there were a lot of books that focused on the corporate side, you know, how to ask for for parental leave and things like that. Um, and then there were other lifestyle books that talked about health and wellness, but there was no book that said, okay, here is the way you can construct your lifestyle so that you can get the most out of it. Here is, you know, how to set limits at work. Here is how to parent in a way that maximizes your time and your relationship with your child. Here's a way to nurture your marriage. And I felt like after working with so many women over the years, I found that there are really six or seven slices of life that we all have. And to have a happy, fulfilling life, you need to be devoting time and energy to all of those slices. And as women, what we tend to say is, oh, you know what, once my youngest child is in kindergarten, that's when I'll make time for my friends. Or when, my, you know, when, my, when I get this promotion, that's when I will start working out because I'll have more energy for that and I'll have more time and more money. Or we end up you know, postponing a lot of life, and I really encourage women to live their full lives today. Yes, and I think that there is
1: also this debate or or conversation going on about uh, can women have it all or not? And and I wonder whether also women um, do not believe that they are worthy or deserving of having it all, to have the full pie, if I understand correctly the concept of your book.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I feel like having it all is such a ridiculous concept because when I ask rooms full of women to tell me to name one person who has it all, nobody can, right? Barack Obama doesn't have it all, and, and you know, we, Angelina Jolie doesn't have it all. We, we're really hard-pressed to find anyone in our lives or in in the world, in the press, that, that does have this mythical all sort of stamp. And so it's really more about living a full life and, and, and making sure that you're not postponing Or delaying any part of your life for later so it's really important that if you're going to be a great parent for example that you also devote some time to having having you know night times with adults with other adults whether it's with your spouse or with your friends we all need those kinds of things just like a car needs gas and I think we tend to instead overwhelm ourselves with guilt about where we should be or what we should be doing as opposed to living a life that's Going to make us happy. And when we do that, when we really pay attention to our personal lives, we end up doing better at work. And when we set limits at work and when we feel like we're accomplishing things professionally, then we do we're our best selves at home. And so I think that what we've we've gone into this really bad place with a conversation about having it all and instead we should just be focusing on doing the most with what we have. And so one of the concepts of the pie life is you already have a complete full pie. And today you might say, my life is not where I want it to be, but I'm saying you still have a full pie today, okay? You have all the ingredients you need. You just might need to shake up the recipe a little bit.
1: Hmm, Wonderful. I couldn't agree more with you because I feel that a lot of perhaps the media or society is is has raised the bar very very high for women and there are these um unreachable ridiculous standards that that we feel we may need to accomplish but also there is this common um discourse about what it means to be successful and it's very often um it's very often linked to overwork to stress you know the busy life if if you're not busy if you're if you're not stressed if you're not under pressure then it seems like you're not working you're slacking off so i i cannot wait to read your book and, and to f- to find out how women can women and men i guess can can somehow be more realistic about uh, the expectations of society but also their own
0: absolutely and i think that one of one of the really critical things is realizing that you know this is this is a lot of this is self imposed right we we tend to be our own harshest critics but at the end of the day when we're really hard on ourselves and we're feeling guilty nobody wins because we're not presenting our best selves at work we're not presenting our best selves to our families and so, being a healthy, well-rounded person is the way that you achieve and excel in all the other areas of your lives. Yes, and, it's, and so kind of realizing that guilt is this extraneous ingredient we just simply don't have the bandwidth for.
1: No, and 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 it's so counterproductive uh, because if we're stressed, if we're under pressure, we perform worse in all areas of life and we just there's also worse health outcomes we're more impatient we make more errors and in especially people working in the knowledge economy and and jobs where just have to use their brains all the time it's so important to to find out your own uh, boundaries and your own limits what is the point when you um, are just not productive anymore when is the time you just have to go home and shut down your emails and spend time with your family, your hobbies, your friends, just as you say, to recharge.
0: Exactly. That's exactly right. And I think that once you give yourself permission to, okay, you know what, I am going to go on a date with my with my boyfriend or my spouse or my partner once a week, and I am going to make time for my friends, and I am going to, you know, work out three times a week. Once you start doing those things, you realize that, you are you know, you're more pleasant to be around. You're a better colleague. You're a better partner, and you're a better parent.
1: I watched a couple of your um, interviews and your uh, TV appearances on your website, and I just really, I, I really love that about you because you are so seem so such a down to earth person, and and you also give very, very sound advice about realistic goals, about realistic achievements. and And I think this is something that I think is definitely missing about some of the the women role models to to reach um, out a helping hand, but also to be very encouraging. Somehow, I feel that quite a lot of women who have succeeded, they just intimidate other women. At least they do me, and I think, okay, I will. You know, h- how will I ever uh, bridge that divide? So I, I especially really like that about you, and I just wanted to acknowledge you for for this aspect, which I find very delightful.
0: Oh, I appreciate that, Agnes. And you know, I do think that a lot of women in corporate America who have risen through the ranks, people have made it so hard for them to get where they've they've arrived. Um, that I do think that there is a a sort of armor that you kind of have to wear once you get to to get to that level. And so I would just urge you and all of your listeners to think that, you know, that's not necessarily who these women really are. They, They have to appear a certain way at work to have succeeded in corporate America, which is largely a man's world, of course. And so one of the ways that they've had to do that is, almost emulating the qualities of the men around them because there's so little tolerance for any diversity or any differences. And so what happens when I've interviewed some of the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies and worked with them, you find that there's literally no difference between you and them. It's just how they present themselves at work.
1: Mm, absolutely. And this is also um, this is our motto at the Work Life Hub is to break the mold to break the mold of this um, impossible ideal worker, you know, the cookie cutter, because it just doesn't exist. And and everybody in society is, is, feels happier and healthier and also children thrive if people can be their whole selves at work. So I, I, I just thank you very much for, for pointing this out because I think that's, that's very important. Now, you mentioned now already that you... You interviewed many um, successful women and CEOs and sports personalities in your uh, interviewing uh, career. Now, what, what would you say was maybe a, a common thread or, or what are the, the barriers maybe real or perceived that women still face if they would like to achieve success in their lives, in their careers?
0: I mean, in terms of... of- the barriers, I, I think that the one common theme among the most successful women, whether they are, you know, famous athletes or CEOs or celebrities, they all have one thing in common. And that is that they grew up, they believed that they could be anything with hard work. And I always say to parents that the one thing all these successful people had in common is 99% of them had parents who raised them to believe they could achieve anything, that with hard work, the sky's the limit. So that's the one thing I would say to all the parents out there is that if you can make your child believe that with hard work, they can be anything, you've given them a gift that will allow them the best chance of succeeding in the future. But I will say that, you know, one of the things is a, this deep-seated belief in yourself and this confidence and also, you know, the feeling that... I always say if, if you stay home and you don't go to the event right, or you don't ask for the raise or you don't go for what you want, you know what you're going to get, which is nothing. You're going to get the no. You're going to get failure. But the only way to possibly achieve is if you put yourself out there. And so if you don't put yourself out there, the answer is a definite no. And if you do put yourself out there, the answer is a possible yes.
1: Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. And I also, you know, I just heard someone say success is not going to come uh, get you in your living room. You have to go out and get it. Exactly. And, and I think that just by showing up, I find that even if you're in your most unmotivated moments, just showing up you may meet someone that is going to just give you one piece of information or introduce you to another person. I think showing up is, is, is already half the success.
0: Absolutely. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that what's so, so critical is showing that you're not only showing up, you're reliable and you have a positive attitude. And, you know, we, we always, it's, it's, how do you present your best self when you do show up? So it's not just showing up, but show up and then be super positive. And we all have bad days and we all have times when we doubt ourselves. And during those times, share your complaints or your feelings with your best friend or your spouse or, you know, your mom, but don't share that with the rest of the world because at the end of the day, you have a very short time to make an impression on someone and it's up to you to put your best foot forward so that you maximize your potential opportunity.
1: Absolutely. Yes, and it's. it's I think that's uh, also these boundaries, especially with um, new media and, and digitalization and digital technologies and mobile technologies, uh, the boundaries between our work selves and our private selves seems to also blur, especially with a lot of the social media. But if I understand your advice correctly, there should still be your professional persona that that should always stay professional and then you can have your bad days or off days within your trusted circle of friends and where you can be authentic and 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 you know show your vulnerability but the key is also to bring a level of professionality right
0: that's exactly right you you actually said you said it so beautifully yes exactly what you said which is that you really want to have that, that divide between your public persona and who you are at home. And when you blend those things, it can be really easy to, to sort of have the outcome that you don't want.
1: Absolutely. Before we come to the last question, may I ask you, Sam, to remind people um, where they can find you, where they can reach you?
0: Sure. Yes, you can all reach me at at www.SamanthaEdis.com. And I have a free weekly newsletter that I send out every Thursday with work-life tips and stories and links to my favorite articles or videos of the week. And you can also join, I have a very vibrant Facebook community at Facebook.com slash SamanthaEdis. And I'm also on Twitter every day at SamanthaEdis. And my book, as you know, comes out in September.
1: Yes, we uh, already included your blog in our 10 plus 1 work-life books to look out for in 2016. So listeners can also uh, also see this on our blog. And we will keep uh, an eye on the publication and we'll spread the news when, when the book is out. Absolutely. Thank you. So coming, coming to the last question... If I could ask you, Samantha, what would be your one advice to a CEO to make a positive impact on the well-being of his or her employees at work in a corporate setting? What would your advice be?
0: Sure. It's, I think it's to encourage an environment that does not, does not encourage the workaholics, but instead encourages results. And so when you make it clear to your employees that your focus is results and not just hard work for hard work's sake and not just putting in face time and putting in hours that don't result in anything, that motivates your employees more. And so your job as a CEO is to create a culture where it's a results-driven environment where everyone is motivated to work their hardest. But working their hardest does not mean putting in more hours. It means working smarter. And so when CEOs can get that right, when they can re, you know, make employees realize that this is a culture and a company that rewards working smarter, then more and more people are attracted to that company, then employee retention increases, and overall happiness increases.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Samantha. I really, really enjoyed talking to you, learning more about your work, um, getting a little glimpse into your upcoming book. And I wish you the best of success to continue with the wonderful work you're doing.
0: Thank you so much, Agnes. And I love what you do too. So thank you for having me.